This episode is going to be a little different and hopefully not too long because after all, it is Christmas Day, but I do just want to share some reflections with you as I've learned that whenever I'm listening to other people share their reflections, I literally can have some takeaways, some good nuggets to store in my back pocket, and sometimes it's just what I needed to hear at that perfect time. So I am quickly going to read through my brain dump of 25 big takeaways that I've had from this year. And if you are needing a little inspiration or a little encouragement, this episode is going to be for you. This episode is going to be a quick listen, and I hope that you enjoy it. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Literacy Dive Podcast, a podcast for educators who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing instruction. I'm your host, Megan, a true lover of all things literacy. Join me each week as we dive into teaching tips, engaging ideas, and actionable step-by-step strategies and examples to help you close the gap and lead confidently with best practices. I'm all about keeping things simple and digestible so that you can implement what you learn here as soon as tomorrow. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back. I cannot believe that we are at the end of the year and this is the last Monday of 2023. So to those of you who celebrate Merry Christmas to you and to your family and To everyone, I hope and pray that you have a very, very happy holiday season and can enjoy these last days of 2023. Also, I just want to say thank you so much for your support and encouragement throughout this particular year. You all have been exactly what I needed to push through and just conquer the day a lot of the time. And I'm so grateful for the communities that I've built and the ones that I'm a part of. And I'm so grateful that you are here, a part of my podcast community. So thank you for tuning in each week and listening to the content that I bring or the content of the guest episodes that I have. Thank you so much for sharing these episodes with your colleagues or parents or anyone who needs to hear something related to literacy. I'm just so grateful. So, so grateful for you. And if you have listened to an episode or more, I would really love it if you would take some time today on Christmas Day to leave a rating and a helpful review for others. It would literally be the best gift, the best Christmas present, and will ensure that in 2024, this podcast can reach more educators, more parents who want to grow in their literacy instruction and in their literacy execution. So. Thank you in advance for leaving your gift to me of a rating and a review of this show. It seriously means the world to me. And also, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for each of you who reached out after I went MIA for quite some time and then came back and returned by sharing my story of where I've been that whole time. My comeback episode was episode number 140, and I am sharing the raw and the real in that episode. So I'm going to leave that link in the show notes for you, but I hope that if you listen to that episode, you could just hear my heart, you can learn of my struggles, and most importantly, realize that no matter what you are facing, you are not alone. So episode 140 is available whenever you are ready to listen. 
But for today, I wanted to do something a little different. I am going to be sharing 25 takeaways on this 25th day of December, and they will range from life to work and even maybe for you to apply into the classroom. So I am ready to get into these and share them. I want to say that these are in no particular order. However, I guess the way that they came out on my brain dump list would kind of prioritize at least these first chunks of the beginning ones. So here we go. Number one, my big takeaway, set boundaries. Remember that it's okay to say no sometimes just to protect your time, your energy, and your peace. If something does not align with your value or your goals, that's okay. You are not responsible for how others adjust to your boundaries. Your no is a statement that ends with a period, not a comma. Number two is to establish self-care. Make self-care a non-negotiable part of your daily routine, just like you waking up and brushing your teeth and eating breakfast. Make your routine a ritual, a habit, and incorporate it daily. So whether that is reading affirmations, whether it's going on a morning or an afternoon walk, whether it's sitting in your car, whether it is making sure that you are carving out time to read one of your really good books every single day, whatever that looks like, establish what you need and don't budge. Number three is to have mindful mornings. Start each day with a moment of mindfulness to set a positive tone for your day. This could look like instrumental music, prayer, affirmations, whatever it looks like for you is perfectly fine. There is just a lot of junk that happens in the day. And so starting off on an intentional positive note is going to be really important to help you to be able to process what's happening and to help you to be able to react in a more positive way. Number four is going to be reflective practices. Taking the time weekly to reflect on what's working well in your weekly schedule that you made, in your friendships, in your relationships, and in your classroom. Reflective practices are insightful and they will lead to growth and to change. Number five is professional growth. Invest in your professional development because it is going to pay off maybe in your situation now, maybe in the classroom. Not all opportunities are going to come to you and to fall in your lap. You have to do your part in your due diligence to go and seek them out as well. So make time to just grow professionally and to make sure that you are doing and learning as much as you can to apply that to your day-to-day. Number six, celebrate the small wins. Every little success in your life is going to be a step towards a greater achievement. So no matter how big or how small, the important thing here is to celebrate that you did it and then you are going to be building your own personal stamina and you can be able to watch your big goals and achievements come true. It's not often that we can just shoot to the top, but a lot of the people who are achieving and making a lot of success in these different goals that they do have, they are doing it by taking small steps. So even if your step is small, it is still going to get you to the place that you want to get to. And so every step is worth celebrating. Number seven is to collaborate freely. And this means to just share the ideas and the knowledge that you have with others. What I've learned is that somehow society has kind of turned into a place of we want to keep everything to ourselves and not see other people get ahead or we don't want to 
have the teacher next door, you know, do something better than me. But no, like we're out here to help students. We're out here to help people. We're out here to grow students into really good people. And so share freely. If you know the answer to something, do not withhold it from someone else. I know that that whole phrase has gone out where it's like, if you have the cure to cancer, would you keep it to yourself? And I know that most people would automatically, without thinking and hesitating, say, no, absolutely not. I would try to cure everybody. And so that's what this is too. If you have the time, the availability, and you have the knowledge, focus on being a blessing to someone and being able to share those ideas with them so that they can be able to get ahead too. Number eight is one that I think I've held on to every year since maybe the first year I became a teacher on my own, but that is to involve your students and understanding that you can value their voices by just involving them in their learning process, involving them in decisions of the classroom that can be student-led. Just understanding that their insights are valuable, and even though they might be 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, that does not diminish that they have a voice and it should be shared. So just involving them as much as you can. Number nine on my reflection list is to take creative breaks, and that is just using your breaks to do something creative because that's going to kind of fuel an inspiration and a different type of endorphin that might otherwise not come to you by way of this creativity. Now, this does not mean that you have to do something that's like artsy or something that's building. That just means take a break and do something that can stimulate your mind, whatever that looks like for you. It's super helpful to break up the big challenging parts of your day with something that can just be creative and for you. Number 10 is to be flexible. Be adaptable in your plans, and sometimes the best lessons are the unplanned ones. And so instead of getting anxious or being really upset that something did not go the way that it was planned, just take a look from a different viewpoint and try to find the good in that and be adaptable. Ever wonder why students can't seem to retain those key vocabulary words? Is it a struggle to make vocabulary stick in your students' minds long after the quiz is over? Do you feel like you have run out of creative ways to teach new words? Well, I hear you, and the answer is here. A resource that weaves vocabulary development seamlessly into writing exercises. You can seriously watch your students' word knowledge and writing competence grow together effortlessly and enjoyably. It's truly the dual power approach that you've been waiting for. Enriching vocabulary while polishing writing skills. And now my vocabulary writing prompts are offered by grade level. I know it might sound too good to be true, but if you're curious to experience the transformation firsthand, I want you to grab a free sample compiled just for you. Ideal for second to sixth grade educators, you can now try a tailored vocabulary writing prompt for each grade level. Witness the spark of interest and the growth in your students' writing abilities yourself. You can find this download in the show notes, but you could also head to theliteracydive.com slash vocabulary and download your free sample today. Step into a new world where vocabulary learning is engaging, effective, and exciting. Do not miss out on this opportunity to revolutionize the way that you teach vocabulary. 
Number 11 is positive affirmations. And this keeps on coming up. So I feel like it's really important. And this is just speaking kindly to yourself. I learned this in therapy this year, and it has really changed the way that I look at myself. And more importantly, I do not have to agree or partner with anyone that says or assumes something of me that is anything outside of the norm. So when you are already thinking positive of yourself and speaking these things to you, then it's going to really help combat that. Number 12 is to seek and welcome feedback. This is the ladder to excellence and the ladder to success, I feel. It is going to strengthen your skills on both ends, whether it is giving feedback to someone and having to deliver some possible hard truths, but also to receive it and to recognize that we are not perfect. We all have areas to grow. And if someone is going to give me feedback instead of me becoming very hostile or very argumentative or just you know, kind of getting defensive, I can actually look at it and see what areas can I use this to grow. Number 13 is a digital detox. Regularly unplugging from technology just to recharge your own battery. It is so important. So this is one of my big reflections that has just been like game changing and I will continue to do that. Number 14 is nature time. Spending time in nature just to restore your spirit. This could also be traveling to new places and getting into new environments. So I promise you, whatever is clouding your mind, it is going to disappear for those moments that you are fully connecting and just viewing nature for what it is, listening to the wind, looking at the greenery, hearing the crunches of leaves underneath your feet, whatever that looks like, you're going to be able to disconnect and just regroup by spending some time in nature outside. Number 15 is a gratitude journal, also something else that I started in therapy. But keeping a gratitude journal, it's a powerful tool for positivity. And even on your hardest days, you can constantly look back and see that there is something good about every single day. And it really also just keeps you really humble. And it really just allows you to focus on the things that are truly important, things that truly matter, and just to keep a spirit of gratitude. Number 16 is passion projects. Now, this is really fun because working on something that you're passionate about is going to bring about some different type of energy, and it's going to keep your spark alive. And so if you find that you're kind of dreading getting up in the morning and you're dreading being at work all day and you're just kind of like not the normal version of you, it's probably because your balance is off. And so a way to fix that could be to think about what are you passionate about and making sure you carve out time to do those projects. Number 17 is healthy networking. And this is just making the time, effort, and commitment to connect with other people. For you, it could be educators or other parents, maybe even possibly online. Some of my strongest connections right now are people that I met online. You will be surprised at who is on the other end that is just waiting for an opportunity to help someone or to support someone. And so just remembering that a strong network supports growth, that's going to be the big ticket right here. And on the same token, to avoid some of those toxic groups or toxic people, you do not have to follow every single person and you do not have to be in every single group. And so if something is not feeding you in the right way and giving you good feelings, you have permission to leave it. So make sure that you are just staying in a healthy network. 
Number 18, this probably should have been higher up on my brain dump list, but whatever. It is do not settle. Obviously, I think that when we hear that phrase, do not settle, it's immediately directed toward relationships, but this could also be applied to business, to jobs, or even to different doctors or professionals that you are working with. One of the highlights of this year was me not settling for the reports of several doctors and me knowing and understanding myself better than them in that situation. And so there's a lot to be said about not settling, not giving up, and not just sitting down and partnering with something that you truly don't agree with. And so whatever that looks like in your situation with job or relationship or business, you do not have to settle. Number 19 is to embrace change because change is inevitable and embracing it is going to be a choice. And so if you can just learn to embrace it, it does make change a little bit more comforting when it happens and you have to move with it. I will often say and tell myself that there is no time that is wasted. And so in these moments when you're doing something and then it has to pivot, This is all a journey and there is no time wasted, so just learn to embrace the change. Number 20 is just to laugh often. A lot of the time, I feel like we can get to the point where we just kind of lose finding joy and happiness in the day, finding happiness and joy in our lives, and everything just becomes so hard and so overwhelming and so frustrating and so irritating, and we lose the ability to just laugh. And so finding humor in your daily grind, in your daily hustles, in your daily relationships and interactions with people is going to be the thing that I will say has been a big reflection of this year. Laughter truly is the greatest medicine. And so anytime you can laugh, I would recommend that you do it. Number 21 is to plan for downtime. This is going to be scheduling downtime just like you would schedule a meeting. And when I was told this from my therapist, I was just like, oof, like gut punch. But she's so right. Just like I would have to schedule to show up to certain professional meetings or business meetings, I need to schedule in downtime for myself and show up to that appointment, not cancel that appointment, take that appointment seriously, and do what I need to do during that appointment with myself. So planning for downtime should have probably been higher on my brain dump list, but you know, at least it made my list. Number 22 is to stay rooted and follow peace. I think I know what I did here. I kind of went on a tangent and as I started wrapping up my list, I'm now kind of putting my priority big pieces here at the end because, you know, that's just what I do here. So staying rooted and following peace. I just want to say first and foremost, whatever that looks like for you is what it looks like for you. And the whole goal and intention here is that you do not lose sight of yourself. Stay connected to the source and remember whose you are so that nothing can stand in the way of that. Now, personally, I walk with Jesus and let me tell you that he has opened up some pretty incredible doors, but he has also closed many doors like many doors. And he's also given me nudges of warning or those nudges of encouragement where I'm a little bit hesitant, but it's the nudge to go for it. Whenever chaos ensues, just stop, just sit still, and just be silent. 
And what I've learned from all of this is that if I do not have peace about a situation or about a decision I have to make or anything that requires me to take action on something, I will not rush. I used to rush. I do not anymore. So for you as well, if you do not have peace about something, do not feel rushed to have to make a decision. Most of the time, it can wait and it should wait until you know exactly what it is that you want to do for yourself. Number 23 is authentic connections, and that's just striving for genuine connections with your adult friends, but also with your students, because it really does make all the difference when you can truly put forth an effort and take that time to authentically get to know someone for who they are and stay connected that way. Number 24 is you are what you eat, and it's important to make sure that you are fueling yourself with the best proper nutrition and liquids as possible. This can really make or break a lot of health outcomes for you. And I'm speaking as someone who is living this out and who does have health issues. So being mindful of what I'm consuming or what I'm not consuming has really helped to regulate a lot of the things that were going out of whack in my body. I'm talking my gut issues. I'm talking just brain fog and just all the elements that should be working and functioning in one way, and mine just were not. And I will say, as someone who hates drinking water, it has been a big focus of mine to drink water. And I'm telling you, wow, and how much can be improved with just drinking water and flushing out your system. And so for my personal self, I just had to include this on my list, that what you're intaking really really, really plays a part on your mood. It plays a part on your energy and it just plays a part in how you're going to function in your day-to-day life. And so it is important that you are putting the best things in to get the best things out. And number 25 is just to rejuvenate, which I hope you are able to do this holiday. And for me, I used to fill my weekends or time off with more stuff, just busy, busy, busy. But I'm learning and reflecting on using my weekends and using holidays to just fully rejuvenate and get filled back up so that I can return out into my environments, into my places of work, and be the best version of me that is rested, refreshed, and ready to take on whatever my tasks are. So that is my list of 25 brain dump reflections. Of course, I probably could have 25 more. I'm so happy that I was able to just share this with all of you. I hope these reminders can bring you a sense of balance and joy and fulfillment as you navigate being a teacher, being a parent, being a business owner, or maybe all three. I am wishing you a very Merry Christmas, and I can't wait to keep diving into literacy with you in the new year. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to click that follow button so you never miss a new episode. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Until the next episode, we can hang out over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive, And you can search The Daily Writing Disguise in your web browser to dive into a stockpile of creative writing activity collections created by me with student engagement in mind. 
For literacy resources and support, you can search The Literacy Dive on TPT. I'll catch you in the next episode.